Hi, this is Bob Shaw. You're listening to Top Shelf Hockey. All things hockey, all the time. Hey guys, welcome back to a new episode of Top Shelf Hockey. I'm so pleased to be joined by my next guest, Joe. Uh, know him from Twitter. Uh, appreciate the fact that he's also an IT guy and a business guy. Um, I know I'm a little bit from Sinbin News, but I understand that you're no longer with Sinbin News. So, Joe, why don't you uh, just start off by introducing yourself? Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm Joseph Wills. I live in the, the Charlotte, North Carolina area, so I picked a, a great time to be a Checkers season ticket holder when they won the, the Calder Cup a couple of seasons ago. So that was pretty exciting. Um, lived in Virginia before that. Um, a lot of Capitals talk up there, as you can imagine. Yeah. Uh, so, but yeah, IT guy for the last 17 years, big hockey fan for as long as I can remember, early 90s, Lemieux and Yager winning cups. Um, you know, most recently actually become an, an abs fan there in the mid 90s you know, when they first went to Denver. Um, exciting, exciting times there. Uh, lived out there in Colorado for a bit as well. So I've kind of kind of been all over the map, but hockey's always been there. Oh, that's, that's good to hear. I know I uh, the Hurricanes actually have a, a little bit of an interesting history for me because first year I watched hockey, uh, they were in the finals against Edmonton. And uh, obviously mm-hmm. I was uh, disappointed as an eight-year-old to not see the Oilers win that one. Uh, but uh, no, it was they, they, they've been a gr- an incredible success story down there. Um, I think um, with the storm surge and everything, I think hockey's only going to explode more in popularity in the South. Just, uh, you know, from a, the amount of people that uh, – are available that you can tap into. Uh, the college system is fantastic. It's producing more and more NHL talent. Um, so, yeah, no, I, I think uh, I'll start there. Like, what do you think of the hockey scene in Carolina? Obviously, uh, you know, it's still – I wouldn't say it's one of the bigger markets in the South. I think Nashville is still one of the more premier markets in the South. But, you know, what, what do you what do you think about the hockey scene in uh, North Carolina? Yeah, well, it, it was kind of maybe disappointing, um, you know, two seasons ago. Uh, Tom Dundon, you know, the owner of the, the Hurricanes, had made an affiliation with the, with the Greenville Swamp Rabbits. So that was going to be the ECHL team. They already had Charlotte and, of course, Carolina being in Raleigh. And there's one interstate that runs literally between all three cities. Mm-hmm. So it was a great, you know, great even more from a marketing standpoint. You know, you had all three teams. And then, of course, the whole Chicago Wolves thing last year with the affiliation so now Greenville and Charlotte are still affiliated, but it's all through the Panthers organization. Uh, actually, I was just in Greenville last night for a Swamp Rabbits game. Uh, so that was pretty exciting to actually get to see some live hockey for, you know, for, for once. Uh, you know, obviously, it's been a little while since the COVID thing. Yeah, no, I, uh, I, I am a little bit envious that you guys have a little bit of hockey back. Uh, I don't think it's going to happen here for a long time. Uh, you know, I was at the last game the Canucks played before COVID ended, so um, it's kind of crazy to think that that's been the last game that people have seen in person here. Um, but yeah, no, that's 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 good to hear that you know, unfortunately, they're part of the Panthers organization. Hopefully, maybe down the road, they can join the uh, the Hurricanes and uh, start uh, something there. I think that, I think that's definitely a tremendous opportunity for growth. Um, so yeah, I want to kind of get your thoughts on some of the how the team's doing overall. They're doing pretty good this year. Uh, or it's, or it's early on, but they're you know they're nine and three. Uh, what do you think of the Canes season so far? Yeah, the Canes are are interesting. Uh, I do know uh, some of them, like when Stephen Lorenz got the call up last week, and I think he played last night as well. 
Uh, I, I know, you know him, Ned, Geeky, Natchez, a lot of those former checkers from, you know, from them playing here in Charlotte. Uh, yeah, they're, they're very, very interesting. You would think looking at Reimer, you know, he's not a spring chicken anymore, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mrazic, kind of the same thing. They've been able to hold that together, you know, especially for that playoff run two years ago, uh, you know, where they had Mrazic there on the forefront. Uh, I think when they lost to, to Boston four straight and then they had that big trade deadline deal. Uh, they got Votnin and uh, Trocek and all of that, only to lose in Boston in five games instead of four. So at least they got one game out of playoffs. Uh, you know, they're in the bubble, but yeah. this year, <laughs> this year they've really come along. I mean, they're, they've like just saw they've won nine out of their last 12. They've beat Dallas, you know, four straight to, you know, for this season. And heck, Dallas was two games away from winning the cup last year. So uh, they definitely have some good talent. I think Rod Brendamore is, is a great coach. He fits that team and that, that atmosphere very well. Yeah, no, for sure. I think the one guy I definitely want to ask you about, because I think a buddy of mine who picked him up for fantasy and is disappointed that uh, he's been placed on the fourth line is uh, uh, Jeff Skinner, who uh, a couple you know, a couple years ago, he was seen as kind of an up-and-coming uh, great young player in the game. He's still pretty good, but he's uh, playing on the fourth line right now. How do you think that's – what are your thoughts on that whole situation? Gotcha. Well, I mean, because Jeff, Jeff Skinner, of course, was a big part of the, the Hurricanes. And then, you know, he signed, what, like a $9 million a year deal with Buffalo and hasn't really panned out. I mean, that was kind of disappointing for Buffalo. I mean, as if they need any more disappointment in that city. Um, you know, yeah. So I, I don't know. I don't know if it's just the system. Uh, I figured with Ralph Kruger, maybe he'll pick it up a little bit. But this being Kruger's second season, I haven't really seen that come to fruition. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, so, uh, what, what do you, especially Kyle Turpin, one of the, the players that's really impressed me. Uh, I don't know. I want to get your thoughts on that one. Cause he, uh, hit him and Ajo last playoff. I mean, when they, uh, who they play, they played the Rangers. And I think, uh, you know, like most people I had, the I definitely did not have the hurricanes beating the Rangers in that series. I was totally wrong on that because the Rangers played pretty terribly, um, why well, you gotta give you gotta give the Hurricanes credit? They didn't, you know, they didn't. They were no pushovers. They 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 deserve to win that series. They played much better. Um, but uh, how do you think those two guys are gonna go moving forward for this year for the rest of the season? No, I mean Svesnikov uh, obviously is. You know, he was the number two pick, I believe, in that nineteen draft or no, the two thousand eighteen draft. He was the the number two pick there. And I mean, he's just going to continue to develop and mature. I mean, Aho, I don't remember what the expectation was for him, but he's certainly exceeded anything that, that I think anyone saw for him. So, I mean, those two are definitely a good dynamic duo. Um, and you know, going back to that Rangers Hurricanes series, just to get into the playoffs, I think it was a best of five. The Rangers had bested the Hurricanes in the regular season. I think they had beat them, you know, three or four games, whatever the um, you know the record was in the regular season. And what's even more funny about that is uh, Julian Gauthier had been traded to the Rangers. He was a former checker, um, and I don't know if he saw any time with the Hurricanes or not. Uh, Philip DiGiuseppe was also with the Hurricanes and Checkers, and so was Greg McKegg. So you had three former Checkers slash Hurricanes at the Rangers when they had that playoff series last year. So that was pretty interesting. Well, that's, that's good to see them come up the system like that. 
Yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, you know, Greg McKegg, I've uh, you know, met him, great guy. Same thing with Gautier. And Gautier had, I, I think, his expect, his bar was set a little bit too high, maybe. His skating definitely needs uh, needs a lot of work, but he's a big physical player, and he just got his first goal for the Rangers uh, a few games ago. Um, I think they ended up losing to Boston, but at least he got his first NHL goal, so we'll see what that brings. Yeah, for sure. No, and I think, uh, you know, kind of moving on now and looking at the uh, Central Division, uh, I think Tampa Bay should probably take this division. But, uh, you know, the rest of the division is actually pretty fluid. Uh, Florida, you know, they we don't know if they'll hang on. But I think the one opportunity I see kind of for the, the Hurricanes is that, uh, you know, if you look at the top four in that division, and I don't know, Chicago m- might make it, they might not. Dallas is obviously a wild card in that one, too, because they started late, so we don't know how – they're going to, you know, if they're going to be able to finish, are they going to, is the league going to have to do points percentages or, or whatever? Um, but I think, you think that the rust will impact Tampa Bay from going all the way last year and uh, give either the Hurricanes or the, the Jackets kind of more of an advantage? Uh, yeah, possibly. I mean, I definitely see, you know, I think the Hurricanes, uh, I, I see, you know, Tampa Bay, Dallas, Carolina, and then I think that fourth spot may be kind of up for grabs. Um, I, I can see Columbus even fitting in there. Yeah, I mean, Tor- Tortorella is still a, a great coach, no matter what you know, Line A or anybody else might think of them. Um, yeah. <laughs> so uh, I, I think and it's, it's really interesting what this format, too, is because you're going to play ostensibly each team eight times. So you're going to learn – you know, how they play, you're going to have a lot of film to, you know, to study because that's all the film you're going to have to study is on all of those teams. So, yeah, um, I think it's going to be really interesting. But, you know, until someone knocks off Tampa, I still think they're the favorite to come out of that division. Yeah, no, I think I think you're right there. I think it'll also give uh, all these teams advantage because not only are you going to play them so many times in the regular season, the playoff structure means you're going to if you win your division, you come out of it, you're in the semifinals. So, you know, you're only going to be playing these eight teams for the regular season and then, you know, these four teams in the playoffs. So uh, I think, uh, you know, if you get hot at the right time, that's a good, a good, good opportunity for one of these teams to really break out. Yeah, no, absolutely. And it also gives a Canadian team a chance to get to the cup final for the first time since 93. So, um, you know, or not, not the cup final, I'm sorry, winning the cups for the first yeah, time. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Obviously. Um, you know, they were in the final, um, you know, obviously uh, several times since then. But, um, but yeah, to, to, you know, maybe even win the cup. Who knows? Toronto is definitely looking good. Um, you know, Montreal's looking good, but only against Vancouver and Ottawa. So yeah. <laughs> we'll see how Montreal does. <laughs> yeah, no, I, it's funny you brought up the North Division because I, you know, I look at the North Division and I remember – a lot of people were excited up here. You know, they're saying, oh, we're, it's going to be like the old days, you know, the original six days, we all Canadian teams. But, you know, if you look at the quality of our the teams in this division, they're not that great. Um, Toronto has been very good so far, but they don't have the credibility because every time you think of Toronto doing very well right now, you immediately harken back to, you know, a Jack Edwards call from, I think it was 2019. Well, it would be 2019 because there wasn't the playoff last year. But 2019 where he's just like, yeah, the Leafs are gone again, you know, like to the Bruins. And so, you know, they... They don't. They they won't have to play Boston early on at least. Um, but you know, it, so they do have an advantage there. But you know, they're they're not. They have a history of not making it. You know, last year, I, I, you know, they they had a great comeback win against Columbus, for I believe it was Game Four, 
in that series. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, they scored two goals late, and then they 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 came out flat in Game Five. They just they couldn't get anything going. None of their their young stars could get anything going. And Columbus, I think, eked out a win in Game Five and moved on. So I think Toronto is probably they're Toronto's still the best team in this division, but this division's not that great. Um, you know, Edmonton again. You know, they ha- I don't know how they they aren't better because they've got two of the best young players in the game. They're they're one and two in points with Drysaitel and McDavid. Uh, Montreal is kind of a wild card. I don't know how well they're going to do. You know, if they get hot at the right time, they could knock off either one of those teams. But uh, yeah, no, I think I think the format's definitely interesting. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I, I had really, really high expectations for Vancouver this year as well. And then the off season happened, and Markstrom's gone, and. You know, was it Tavoli ended up leaving, going to, to Montreal, and it was just so many players who who would laugh. And I I think I'd seen something about a reverse retro that had the the Vancouver jersey with Calgary colors on it. I mean, it was it yeah. was completely mind blowing. But and it um, uh, yeah, so, yeah, and it even ahead. it even fits in because the Calgary WHL team is called the uh, Calgary Canucks. Oh wow, that that's yeah. funny because I and they still wear have... they wear they wear the blue and green and I I don't know what their logo is but I I know they wear blue and green and they're called the Canucks. I think it might be Johnny Canuck might be their logo. I'd have to check that one up. But I, I know that WHL yeah. team for Calgary is called the Calgary Canucks. Nice, nice. Yeah, and I still have a, a Hitman jersey as well. I'm not sure if the Hitmen are, are still around, um, but yeah, that's one of the better better jerseys or logos in the in, in the WHL as well. Yeah, no, for sure. I, uh, uh, yeah, so no, sorry, no, I just looked it up. Calgary Canucks are not WHL team, they're a, a junior A team. Um, but, uh, there, there is a yeah, Calgary Canucks. Still kind of funny. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, no, yeah, but... I was in, um, yeah, well, well, you know, being in Vancouver two years ago, gosh, it's been two years now, you know, for, for the draft. I mean, beautiful, I fell in love with the city. It's beautiful out there, and, you know, just the whole experience with the draft and, ended up getting a, a Bo Horvat jersey while I was out there because, you know, when in Rome, you have to at least come away with something. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, it has the A on it, but I'm glad to see that he is, you know, he's the captain there. And, you know, with with Hughes and Pedersen, I think they're definitely going to mature and get better. And if they can put some more talent around there, Holtby's been disappointing this year. Uh, I knew him from, you know, from his time in, in Washington and, you know, him basically getting back that for game three in that 1819 or 17-18 uh, season and winning the cup then in 2018 but hopefully he'll get back into form and you know Demko's great I saw him in Charlotte when he was with Utica and just an amazing hopefully yeah. there's some good things for Vancouver yeah well they they finally won one yesterday they, out, they outplayed Calgary I think they put up like 46 shots on goal um, and just barely won it so Markstrom is definitely a goalie that um, was saving our butt last year, uh, night in and night out, and now I guess he's going to do it to, for Calgary as well. Um, I don't know if uh, I, I don't expect Calgary to win this division or, or do anything too big in the playoffs. They might make it the playoffs and probably lose round one, depending on who they play. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I, I I'm not going to lie. So I, I was obviously crushed to see Markstrom go, but at the same time, I was actually pretty optimistic going into the season because arguably on paper at least the defense was better than uh last year uh you know we lost that stetcher went to the red wings and tanov went to calgary but i still thought that by picking up nate schmidt and getting hamnick 
who, you know, he, uh, Hamannick's kind of injured right now, but uh, I still thought, you know, we had a better defense on paper. And I think the best uh, expression to describe the season so far is after that Toronto game, I think on Saturday, not this Saturday, or like last, whenever they last played Toronto and they lost, uh, they had yeah, a, a seven to three game. Yeah, they had a, uh, someone had a picture on Twitter and said, Holtby went through the, because, you know, he brought his turtles, pet turtles over across the border and had to go through like extra paperwork. And it was like, you know, Holtby went through all that extra paperwork for his turtles for this. Okay. I, you know, I, it's a shame. A just different environments affect people differently. So maybe he'll get used to it. And I, I'm very curious to see when the expansion draft happens, you know, are they going to protect Demko, you know, from not getting drafted or, you know, especially for the Seattle rival? I mean, how, you know, how much animosity would Vancouver already have for the city of Seattle? for a coming into their turf per se, and then yeah. feeling, you know, Demko or, or any of the other players. So it'll be interesting when that draft happens. Yeah. I think they'd probably have to protect Demko on that one just to, you know, just, just on purely going on age here because, you know, they have, uh, if they take Holpe, it'll at least be an older goalie that's going. Um, but, uh, uh, you know, the Canucks have Rick DiPietro or not Rick Di, Michael DiPietro in the, uh, mm-hmm in the system. But, uh, you know, I think, uh, Demko is still the guy going forward, at least for now. Um, unless they, uh, you know, sign someone else and, uh, or something else happens. But so I think they'd protect Demko right now, but you know, Jim Benning, I don't know. A lot, a lot of fans have been wanting his, him gone for a long time. They've been wanting to fire Jim Benning for at least the past three years. Um, but, you know, the owner came out yesterday. He said uh, they're not going to get anyone fire or fire anyone right now, coach or the GM. So I think Benning and uh, Green are safe for now. Nice, nice. Yeah. And, um, you know, well, another team that, that's kind of, of dear to me is is the Jets. I mean, I just, you know, love that that small market team. Yeah. I mean, they have about as much population as, as we have here in, in Charlotte, and they're able to you know, to keep an NHL team like that, you know, and have the moose out there as well. So, um, you know, that's kind of another team that I wish would, would do a little bit better, but we'll see how that, how that trade goes. I, I talked about this two years ago that the Jets probably needed to get rid of line A because he's just not, you know, he's not holding up to their expectation either. I mean, he will do well, but he's just way, way too streaky, I guess is the word I'm looking for, um, you know, in, in his play. So ho- hopefully, um, you know, they'll, they'll kind of pick it up as well. I mean, Hellebuck, Hellebuck is, is obviously a top-tier goalie, and as long as he's in net, you have a chance every night. Yeah, no, they have a they have, Winnipeg's just a great hockey market. They, uh, they you know, w- when they have fans in the building, I think they're probably the best fans in Canada in terms of uh, the, the hockey atmosphere. I know the Canucks always lose in Winnipeg. I think, well, we beat them last or a couple weeks ago, but there was no fans in the building, so... Right. If there were fans in the building, I think Winnipeg's the most intimidating building, at least in, in Canada. I know there's some buildings in the U.S. that are pretty good, too, like Chicago. And TD Garden's always been a nemesis for the Canucks. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, I've heard Vegas, at least because they're new right now, they've got a pretty good atmosphere. Cause they try to add in all that Vegas shows and incorporate all that into the into the game. But, you know, I, I, you got to give, give Line A, or not Line A, but him and uh, Torts credit because Torts on one game benches the guy and then the next game gives him the most ice time of anyone on that roster. And I don't know if he scored a goal in that game or he scored a goal in the game after, but 
line A's been, uh, you know, Torts does things the old way, and sometimes it pays off, and sometimes it's uh, a little bit unorthodox. But it, you know, he's been in he's been in the game for a long time, so you got to respect Torts for that. Yeah, no, absolutely, and yeah, line A ended up getting the the first goal of the game last night for Columbus. And I, I mean, being an Avalanche fan, you know, Zadorov will make any offensive player look good. So it, it was it was a really nasty move from from Line A to kind of go around them and end up getting the you know the first tally. Uh, unfortunately, you know, for Columbus anyway, Chicago won in in the overtime. But you know, he at least got the goal, and I think all is is good now. As as Torch said, you know, everything's fine. Yeah, no, for sure. And speaking of Chicago, that's a team that's uh, another kind of a surprise. You know, Patrick Kane seems to be going a little bit off the past couple of games. Uh, my opponent had him in fantasy, and it's just been devastating for my fantasy team just to go up against that because Chicago started off pretty slow. And I remember everyone saying, like, oh, that's it. You know, they're done. They're back to the, uh, you know, where they belong now. The, the Kane and Taves era is kind of over. But, you know, Patrick Kane is still putting up some good points. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, you know, Debrinket, you know, talk about a, a diamond in the rough he's been really really well i mean kubalik's kind of had a slow start but uh you know debrink it's really been stepping up and him and Kane Kane are that one-two punch and you still have taves that's out on injury you know long time injury i think he might be on ltir uh yeah seabrook that's out doc is still nursing that you know i think he broke his wrist at world juniors i believe uh, but yeah, he got injured there. So they've got a lot of missing pieces, but yeah, they're, they're doing really well. And Lankinen talk about a, a surprise goalie, you know, for his first year. Uh, Absolutely. And then he's got Subban there, you know, Subban is the backup, but uh, when Lankinen's not playing, they don't have any faith in their goalies. I mean, that's why they, you know, ship Subban to Chicago because he wasn't really cutting it and he's not really stepping up there in Chicago either. I mean, I definitely hate it for him, but um, you know, maybe we'll see Delia back up there as the backup again. For sure. All right. Those are all the questions I got, Joe. If, uh, if you've got any more, anything else you want to add uh, before we sign off, uh, the floor is yours. Yeah, no, just, I, I think the one, the, the interesting thing this season and, and we kind of touched on it is just going to be the playoff format. Yeah, you haven't seen any of these teams for the entire regular season, so anything can happen. And I, I, we didn't see this last year. The Avs kind of disappointed me in that in that Game 7 overtime loss. I know it was Game 7 overtime, but um, yeah, they lost to, to Pavelski yet again because Pavelski always beats the Avalanche in the playoffs. But a Vegas-Colorado playoff series I think would be fantastic, especially – you know, the, this season with everything, because they will have already played each other eight times. So who knows what will happen, but, you know, just kind of that, uh, you know, that four, that four team semifinal after all of this, and I'd kind of referred to it as, dare I call this the, uh, you know, the Stanley Memorial Cup this year, because you're going to have essentially four different leagues competing for the cup. Yeah, um, for sure. So, you know, so so it's definitely going to be exciting and, and again pretty unpredictable, but um, you know it, it's always fun to watch and always fun to talk about. Yeah, for sure. And I definitely wish Colorado all the best. I think I had them winning the cup last year. Um, if they didn't, uh, they, the guy didn't get hurt. They you know they had a whore, uh, pretty depleted roster by uh, by the time they were playing the Dallas series. But uh, I think Colorado versus Tampa Bay would have been a good final. Uh, I don't know if maybe Colorado could have pulled it through. But I had them winning the cup, 
so in my bracket. But uh, if I, they're having another strong season this year. And uh, you're right. I, I think a Colorado-Vegas series would be a fantastic one to watch. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And it's kind of fun to see – you know, Joe Sackick now is the GM doing really well. Steve Eiserman, I mean, look what he did with Tampa Bay. And you've yep. got, you know, Rob Blake. Uh, Chris Drury is the, I don't know, the associate GM now with the Rangers. So it's just funny to see all of these these 90s, early 2000 players that are now GMs. And I'm, I'm still waiting for the first eiserman psychic trade, but I don't think anyone's going to pick up the phone first to call the other. So um, <laughs> that, that may never happen, but um, it, it is definitely fun to watch, you know, to watch these players that I grew up watching and, and idolizing now just kind of running their teams and how well they're doing. I mean, the Kings have some young talent. They're not going to be at the bottom much longer. They're, they're definitely going to um, you know, kind of come up there, especially in that, you know, once the Western Conference and the Pacific Division comes back, you know, you'll still have Anaheim there, which, uh, you know, Anaheim and San Jose, I think you're going to be at the bottom for a while. But anyway, I digress. Uh, it's definitely fun to watch. Yeah, for sure. And uh, so thanks so much, Joe, for coming on. That's all the questions I got. And uh, uh, thanks so much for coming on. Hopefully we'll uh, talk soon. Yeah, absolutely. It was, it was a pleasure being on. And, and anytime, just, just let me know.